Hey, yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir, of the 2020 podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And before you listen to this episode, I just got to let you know, I need you to stop what you're doing. Go to blkrenaissance.com and I need you to shop for the culture. That's right. Anytime you use the promo code LLC20 at Black Renaissance Clothing's website, you will get 20% off your order. Off rip. No questions asked. So do me a favor and do it for the culture. Peace. Hey, this is KJ, and I have a question for you. When was the last time you got something nice for yourself? (laughs) That's what I thought. So why not visit www.theblurredsyndicate.com and get something that will help you express who you really are. They've got shirts, mugs, purses, mouse pads, and even aprons for the grillers of the family. So if you're a fan of anime, pro wrestling, or hell, even the Golden Girls, the Blurred Syndicate has got you covered. Also, if you use the code LLC20 at checkout, you'll get 20% off your order. So what are you waiting on? I got mine. Come get yours. And remember to join the BS. Hi, guys. It's Mr. I'm Just Being Honest, host of the Truth Serum Podcast, podcast for the people. You can find me on Spotify, Anchor, and Buzzsprout. More networks coming soon. Happy listening. The self-destruct sequence has been activated. Repeat, the self-destruct sequence has been activated. This sequence may not be aborted. All employees proceed to the emergency car at the bottom platform. Okay, we lit it just like a fuse, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, where we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through, jumping knowledge on all that you get. A beaker to front of you with the truth that they offer you. Yeah, hands up, we doing it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keep it real and stay silent just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they getting closer. Moreover, success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like folders. I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll, where we'll be on the whole different vibe though we like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us like stevie wonder waking up with his eyes closed yeah got the kind of flow that rock the boat on my 16s and pounds of dope and if you figure you can hang with me on the mic then grab some rope matter of fact better grab some hope while you at it we keep it live it's time to tune in turn up the sound on what you're using it goes so hard i think it's bruising the show is 2020 no need to zoom in yeah it's the record my goal in this interview is to make you forget that that fucker's there. I will try. All right. All right. So, um, how was your day today? Before we even get into anything. I'm trying to remember the day that I had, actually. Um, I think it was okay. No, no, it started off okay, and then started to get, like, fucked up. Um, because, well, my mom and my grandmother aren't in good health. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um, like my mom has stage four cancer. Um, it's the second time that it's come back. She's battled that for like three years now. Um, and she also has COPD, all, all sorts of things. Like, but the woman is like, I can't die. And she hasn't. So it's like, well, maybe she, <laughs> maybe she can't, you know what I mean? But my grandmother went into AFib a couple days ago and she had to be rushed to the hospital. And now she's being like transferred to rehab, you know. So that's going to be one of those like indefinite type of situations. So that just kind of like it, it caught me by surprise, you know what I mean? Okay. Um, and then just like the whole being a parent thing is complicated. And uh, whenever I tell people the ages of my kids, they're like, why? Because I have an 18 year old and I have an eight year old. Oh shit. Yeah, right. You know, I thought I was doing a good job because I was like, I have my oldest is 10. They're, they're pretty much like independent. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have to worry about chasing around two diapers or, right. you know, potty training and all that stuff. I'm like, I do not want to do two in diaper kids, you right. know. But man, no, like that may have been easier <laughs> than having basically an adult and like a kid that's kind of starting to transition to like having more adult thinking Mm. you know what i mean (coughs) so they both need me just as much but in completely different ways and it's just like 
complicated, you know, because they're both like really intelligent, mm -hmm. but they both have mental health issues at the same time. So it's like trying to, you know, do everything in the family. And then I'm like, well, wait a minute, I need to do some shit <laughs> for, for myself me. too. So it's like with this, I'm like, well, y'all please be fucking good so I can do this. <laughs> You know, and I, I, I told my oldest, I was like, look, you're friends with Joe on Facebook, Joe's the owner. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, if something gets really fucked up, just message Joe and I'll come home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you have to, well, not you, but I have to think of every scenario and just kind of like connect everybody to different, like, it's like outsourcing, you know, it's okay. like, well, okay. I can't be here for this thing, or I'm not adept at this thing, so, but here's somebody who is, or here's somebody that could be here, like, in place of, you know no, what I mean? makes sense. So, yeah, you know, but, um, that's, I'm, I'm, that's I'm a making it, system. yeah, I, it's, it's been very carefully constructed and, like, edited over mm -hmm. years, you know, and it's like, especially mobiles, really, really hard to do. Mm -hmm really hard to do you know and like my family isn't like conventional mm. you know I have my oldest is white but my youngest is biracial mm. so you can't Ooh, that's just, a whole nother layer yeah yeah and it's definitely been like a learning curve mm. you know what I mean because like when you're not black you don't know right. like you you can't know I can't you know all I can do is support my youngest as best as I can, mm -hmm. but, you know, look to my partner who is black to guide her, you know, with, you know, part of her her heritage that is just a as important as, right. like, mine. You oh, know what uh, I mean? Yeah. Cause yeah. I, I can't, I can't teach her how to be black, you right. know, and she doesn't see herself as biracial. She's like, I'm black, and I'm like, cool, right. you know, mm. and my job is just to, like, you know, support her with that, you know, but also, like, you know, my oldest has become like a really huge advocate. So if anybody like even looks at her funny, what the fuck are you looking at? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's complicated. You know what I mean? And and hearing that, I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never really thought of what it would be like to be in that position. A lot of times when you think of like biracial you know families or people you think of just specifically them you know i never really took the time out to think of what it's like to be in the shoes of the parent you know especially with the way the world is where so many people have to have these lines drawn mm -hmm. on both sides of the fence mm -hmm. and so that puts you in an awkward position because how do you explain that to them when they're both you know right right so that mm, Mm. And she's getting to the age too, where it's like, it's like, where do I introduce, you know, the more, the heavier mm. aspects of history? It's like, you know, she, she's learned about Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King. And mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, when does she learn about Malcolm X? And when does she learn about slavery? And when does she learn about, you know, past presidents who have biracial mm. children and that came about you know what I mean so right. I'm like I don't know how to time this out you know so I'm like you know what I mean mm -hmm. all right I got but, you uh, hey. yes yes Is this, I, uh, one ticket or two it's gonna be two okay. um all right, I'd like just some pho with tofu how spicy no <laughs> and for you could I have your finest lo mein combination spicy not at all not at all sounds good yes, all right. thank, thank you so much that's interesting um i won't lie to you um in instances and and i'll be completely candid because that's the one thing about my podcast i i i'm going to be transparent and this is i feel like i can have this conversation with you the only time i find myself swapping places with someone of the opposite race well or white is when I'm frustrated um, in positions where, and I'll be frank, at work, usually that's where my race comes in the most. Um, the My work ethic is either complimented because of my race, and I try to think, in what scenario is that okay to do? Like, in what mindset do you have of my race that you feel that that was okay to do to me at this moment? 
you know yep. and uh it, it's it's i want to become more of a well-rounded person where i can be able to see things from all sides if possible but not only in emotional moments right you know i feel like that's a great way to create bridges between people who can't exactly see uh the forest for the trees you know people right. can't see the big picture if i can just I don't want to say sit at your side table, but at least be able to be like, you know what? Maybe they see it this way, you know, versus maybe they thought this instead of being offended so quickly or being um, agitated so quickly, you know? So that's that's one of my goals for this upcoming year. So that's, it's really cool to be able to sit down and have this conversation. And honestly, this is an interview I've been wanting to do with you for a little while. It's just timing has been really awkward it's for me. It's been really bad. Like, oh my God. <laughs> it just kind of, it, it just seems like everybody has been going through so much. Mm -hmm. Like this past year was really bad. It was ass. It was just really bad. <laughs> you know, and it feels like we're finally starting to emerge. And mm -hmm. it's like, like collectively. And I, I think that people are starting to finally come out from that pandemic fog. Mm -hmm. I know that still here you know everybody is still getting well not everybody but people are still getting covid but it's not such this looming cloud mm. of like oh fuck right the I mean? hysteria is and like you know the masks really aren't much of a thing anymore mm. and that that really i didn't realize how much that affected um i don't know the connection i felt to mm -hmm. other people mm -hmm. until they weren't there anymore and i stopped wearing one and it's just like oh you know it's yeah. like just seeing someone's entire face you know like it, it's a big thing it you is. know it is uh at, at the hospital i work at now is uh code green which is you're allowed to walk around the hallways without a mask but in patient rooms out of respect they still want you to wear masks right but um it just feels weird being able it to does. you have to <laughs> You have to learn to regulate your facial expressions again. I know that sounds yes, weird. Yes, <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about because you can totally be like, what the fuck, under yeah. your mask and no one sees it, you, they're just seeing your eyes, Yes. you know? Now I have to, someone said something to me today and my face dropped and they was like, hey, what's your face drop for? And I'm like, oh shit, I'm not <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I, 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 I get a lot of stupid questions at work. So, and I wear my expressions on my sleeve, on my face, everywhere visible. So yeah, I've lost that, that comfort blanket, so I have to get a little bit more uh, aware about it. So, but back to you. Whenever I, this is gonna sound weird. Whenever I interview someone, I go back and see if I had past interactions with them. Mm -hmm. And you and I actually had a conversation about a year and a half ago. Um, I was scrolling through your art, mm -hmm. and I was like, yo, I want to buy this specific piece. You're like, ah, it's going. I'm like, okay, what about this one? And we set up a date. To we did. We did. And it just didn't happen. It, it did, and look, I, I, I sat there, and I ran through my head. Why didn't, I, why didn't we meet up? Why didn't we meet up? Why didn't we meet up? And I couldn't figure it out until I went back and looked at my... What was my emails I had COVID really I had caught COVID um, it was one of those things where I really felt bad because I was in denial um, I had this lingering cough I just could not get rid of it was the driest just uh, something's in my chest cough yeah. Yeah. and I just couldn't shake it so I just kept coughing kept coughing kept coughing went to work went to work went to work and then I was like you know what body aches you know maybe I, maybe I got the flu Yes, tofu pho. Change it up. Right. I am not going to be able to amazing. eat all of this. I, yeah, get Mary. Your <laughs> get your own pho. This isn't for you. See what but I mean? this yeah, is that's dope. for her. Yeah. Yeah, not for you. Not for you. I'm just playing. I like I'm just playing. Thank she, you, man. She's oh, up to sharing. That's all. That's all you. This is. I'm about to. Thank you. I'm going to fuck this you up. You want chopsticks or you okay? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Yo, that smells amazing. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Like you, you will, you will not be disappointed. I'm gonna let this cool off a little bit because I. If you're I already, disappointed, I will buy that for you. Oh my God. <laughs> 
But, um, that is how much I believe. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you're making me a believer here. You're making me a believer here. So let's let's get into it because I'm I'm always a little turkey me up very quickly. Like <laughs> I, I just saw like an arm come through and just slide it to me. I'm like, all right, cool. And then it's, it's the smell. It's it's like faint, but it's like strong. I don't, I don't know how to describe mm. it. It's it's like the, it's the quality of the mm. ingredients. Like it's a, a richness, mm. you know, but not a density. It's just, yes, yes, you know it's I mean? like it's light, but it's dense. It's it's anyway. If you're listening to this interview, I know what I'm talking about, damn it. <laughs> so let's talk about you specifically. Jess, you're an artist. I, that's what they tell me. No, 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 no. You know you are. You're an artist. Um, I've seen your work. You've been featured. You, you've done pop-ups. You've done sales. You, you, you branched out. I've, I've even gone through with me and my girlfriend. We've gone through, looked at your work, and tried to catch the Easter eggs in it. There's this one picture you did that fucked me up because we both looked at the picture at the same time and we both saw two totally different things. It was, um, I'm going to find it in a second and show it to you. It was, um, a city is like slanted uh, and it's symmetrically half. Uh, on one side is the city, you can tell it's a cityscape. And on the other side, it's like red, oranges and, and so on. It looks like fire. I noticed the side where it's more abstract. I'm like, yo, that looks like fire. It's kind of looks like it's dripping from the other half of the the piece. She was like, so you don't see the city right there. And I turned my head to her side. And I'm like, oh shit, that's dope as fuck. I love this. And and so we just started going through this shit, like just over and over and over and over. So let me say this before we even before I get into my questions. I know what it's like to be a creator. I know what it's like to be unsure of yourself. Let me tell you, you are the shit. Listen, listen, listen <laughs> to me. Listen to me. You are great. You, you, you are the shit. Look, I, I second guess myself, even when people compliment me. But just, just as someone who I paint out of hobby I just, I just I'm not great I sometimes share shit I do I don't think it's good at all but I'm proud of it because I did it your shit is awesome so so before I, we even get into these questions I want to give you your flowers all right so now we can get to the questions you're a painter you're an artist what is probably what you would say, and this is, I hate starting with this question because it's so stereotypical. What is your number one motivation or inspiration to pick up the brush and just be like, you know what? I feel like doing some shit. Um, I mean, I started painting um, out of necessity. Okay. Um, desperation to have some sort of... Uh, balance or center okay. um, so it was you know my kids and I went through a lot of trauma okay. and at the time I wasn't going to therapy I didn't have medication I was just kind of fully you know I, I did not trust um, you know the system um, that we have in place that's a completely different conversation though um, and I went over to a friend's house and you know, told him transparency was to get some weed yeah. and um, because it it worked you know what I mean mm -hmm. so um, but they had had like this paint and sip party thing mm -hmm. you know that they had done and um, I got there at like 1030 everybody was gone but they're like hey Jess you know we got you know plenty of campuses and paint you know why, why don't you paint something I'm like oh, no, I don't I, I don't I don't paint you know what I mean and um, they're like Come on, you know it's it's just it's right here. I'm like, fine, you know. So I was a little pissed off, um, you know, smoked a little bit less yeah. less pissed off, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so had the canvas. I kind of just like very impulsively picked out some colors, squirted them out, and I'm like, all right, you know, dip my paint in, and started painting. 
you know, next thing I know, I have a painting. I'm like, huh. Mm. You know what I mean? And didn't think too much of it until uh, the girl that was there, she's like, wow, that's amazing. And I'm like, what? Uh. You know, because I, I wasn't, when I painted, everything fell away. Mm-hmm. And I was mm. hooked. Like, that that was it, you know? So whenever my brain was, like, doing really unsavory shit, felt like it was, like, on fire, I'm like, I gotta paint. And it was, like, this deep-seated need, mm. you know? It's like, if I don't paint, there are going to be problems. Um, so it just, it literally, it was, like, December of 2018, and I didn't paint it ever since then and it's still like something happens in my brain to where it's like I need to do this you know what I mean I wrap things and I put it on my ottoman and I kind of like circle it like a shark <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like all right right here this color and next thing I know I'm like oh it's done all right cool you know what I mean um sometimes I have to make myself do it because now it's it's turned into more of a business and less of a hobby um but there's something that always happens you know in the midst of creating that you know it's like hey you needed this you know what I mean and it like it talks to me you know what I mean because like you don't you don't really control what it's going to be like I, I think that some people think that they do you know there there might be some that are very like commercial painters and they're like okay I'm gonna do this and it's gonna look exactly like that but I think that most people um, get lost and go into some sort of a zone you know when they're creating yep. and that goes for all creators it's not just like exclusive to you know painters you know with music and dance and, and you know like poetry I'm a big 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 poet like I, I was writing poetry when I was like four so oh. from like four until now and I'm 38 you know what I mean um so that that was my first love was poetry and painting just kind of it, it sneak attacked me like I, I'm I'm gonna be honest I never never saw this for myself you know what I mean like I kids create you know because we we give them crayons and we give them construction paper and yes. you, you know what I mean and then you hit high school and they're like we're gonna take that shit away yes you know and, and yeah and we're going to prepare you for the world and then you hit a certain age you're like damn I kind of miss doing whatever childish activity that is and you pick it up and you're like oh wait am I not only do I like this I think I might be good at it mm-hmm. you know what I mean so like dare say dare say good at it you know and here here I am at 38 have my art in galleries and people are like paying money for it that's still that's always Surreal like still. it's a it's a weird thing it's uh-huh. it's like oh I'll, I'll give you X amount for this I'm like are you sure? <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. So with that, I want to ask something. And you mentioned, you hit on it. I'm, I'm always a proponent of this. And I firmly believe in this theory that with us having the ability to, to create, and this, this may sound sacrilegious to some, but I don't care. That is the closest we'll ever get to, to experiencing what it is to be like God. Because... You literally take these different items and different things that have nothing in common and you bring something new to life that evokes emotion in other people. No matter what they may think or feel, it elicits something that they wasn't feeling a moment ago. So you created something in them. So creatives have that joy of this is going to affect whoever is around it. It's going to give off some kind of reaction. You know, it's some kind of uh, I can't, can't quite remember the scientific term, the reagent, the reagent to people. So my question is, what is because you, you mentioned going into the subspace mm-hmm. of creativity. Uh, what's the longest time that you've been in that space? Like how much time have you lost in your craft at one time? Like what's your um, record? Like I'll. I'll a lot of my paintings don't take very long to create. Okay. Um, 
But that being said, mm -hmm. I have had a few paintings to where, like, it's my larger canvases, so obviously it's going to take more time because surface area. Yeah. Um, but there have been times where I'll have, like, a TV show going that I can kind of just have to pay attention to. It's uh -huh. like, eh, I kind of hear what's going on, you know. But there was a point where I was working on something and, you know, I was, like having to stand up and circle it because it was like a three by four foot you know canvas oh. and i looked up and i'm like what fucking episode am i on it was like four episodes that have passed <laughs> you know and I'm, I'm just like it's been like two hours that i you know i've been at this and i couldn't tell you where it it, it felt like maybe 10 15 minutes to me yep. you know um I'm trying to remember which one that was. There was one, it was like golds and silvers, and then there's like little bits of black splattered on it. And mm. People say that it looked said it looked like musical notes. Oh shit. Um so yeah, it was it was that one. And uh yeah, it's it's really weird to just kind of lose time in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I'm familiar with losing time in a bad way and, and the in the zone losing time is a lot better yes. <laughs> than other times. Yes, I, um, I know exactly what you mean. Um, when dealing with my depression, um, it was much more relieving to be, you know, to receive that phone call. People like, dude, I've been calling you all day, and you don't have to say like, yo, I've been in bed all day. You can say, oh, my bad, I was painting. You know, right. oh, my bad, I was writing. Right. I, I didn't realize I lost track of time. And then shared with them, and they're like, "Oh shit, okay." You know what I'm saying? When, when can I get one? You know. And um, so you hit on this as well. But how have you uh, developed uh, the skill of receiving compliments about your work? Like, how have you? Because uh, me, me at first, I was just like, "Man, quit fucking with me." I was super insecure with it. Like, what? Where are you at now with that? I still question when people say certain things but honestly um, as soon as I put my art in Lubricalia such an amazing group of artists and they are just so genuine so when they start just to say positive things about my art this was just back in October of last year um, like I knew they weren't lying you know, and so when you trust what someone says, you kind of start to believe it. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, well, okay, if I have like 10 people saying something positive about this one thing and I trust what they're saying because they've proven themselves to be people of their word, right. and I'm like, well, shit, maybe I start you know, believing it, maybe a little bit, you know, because right. it, it still is very like, you know, I made a lot of mistakes in my past, you know, and it was pretty much like, well, you're not going to amount to anything, and, you know, you've done this or that, and it's like, well, you've been divorced twice, and you're a felon, and you've been to jail, and just, just all sorts of shit, you know what I mean? So, when you fucked up for, like, pretty much your entire adult life, when you actually start to do things right, you know, that, that whole imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like snatches you from behind and yanks you back. It's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, so it's it's still hard, but because I've been doing this for so long, I can. I'm like, okay, well, if this person is saying it, you know, like I, like it would kind of be dickish of me to not believe them. Mm, at this point, right. You know, right. like, and it, it's, it just, it, it hurts people when you don't believe them. They're actually telling the truth. Because yeah. I, I know how I've felt in circumstances where I'm like, no, this is how I feel. It's like, well, no, you don't. And it's like, God damn it, you just kind of want to shake them. It's like, no, this is really, um, so I try to put myself in there. Place. Mm. It's like, well, if I say something, am I being genuine? I'm like, yes. And it's like, okay. You know, I have to, I really have to convince myself <laughs> sometimes. And it's like these mind games that I kind of have to play. So it's still hard, but it's not as hard as it was like a year ago. Okay. So progress, you know. Yeah, growth, man. Kudos to that shit. Hell yeah.
All right. So my next question is, is one of my favorites. You know, you mentioned, you know, over the last year, having, uh, you know, the ability to be not necessarily reviewed, but mentioned by your peers, you know, like, you know, have them see your work and give, you know, flowers where flowers were due. Has there been a memory so far up to this point where you were like, yo, this kind of confirms what I believed about myself, you know, is this that manifestation that, yo, I really am good at this? Has there been that one moment that you just retract to every time you maybe get a hint of doubt, you just, it snaps you back in place? Yeah, um, it was, <laughs> I had these three black canvases, mm. and, you know, I, for a very long time, it just been, like, strictly abstract, right? Mm. And, um, I enjoy taking pictures. I've never had, like, a real camera or anything. Well, I have one, it, it needs a battery. But, anyway, um... I, I like taking pictures of downtown, okay. you know, um, and I had this picture of like Dolphin Street, you know, it was Dolphin and right by the uh, Immaculate, you know, that the conception, with, oh, it's, yeah, that yeah, yeah. beautiful church, long yeah, ass yeah, name, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I can never remember the whole thing, <laughs> um, but I posted it and the guy who owns it um, was like, well, you should do your, you know, paint your version of that. And I was like, oh, shit, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, Trey, who formerly the warden of Metro, um, he has this way of challenging you without challenging you. Mm. You know, he just kind of comes from underneath. You know, some people like come from above and they just, you know, impose things on you. And he's just like, hey, you know, and just kind of lifts you up, up mm. a little bit. And so I was like, shit, you know, I, I, I got to do this, you know, and I did, and I was like, damn, all right, you know, I kind of did this. And, but anyway, going back to the three black canvases, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to do an abstract, whatever, I'll just kind of see where it goes, and I was layering, like, the you know, spray paint, and, you know, this, like, fluid acrylic, and stuff like that, and I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, it needs something else, because I'll do these backgrounds, and they're amazing, and I'm like, man. Need something in the foreground, you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, I did that cityscape, you know, downtown, came out all right. Well, let's do something else. And what I pulled off, like, I used to have these dreams when I was a kid. I'll occasionally have them. It'll be like Earth, but not quite, you know, just kind of like this more surreal, like lucid dream type of. You know, just kind of, I don't know, pretty much like abstractor, you know, okay. so like the skies are different colors and, you know, like all the stars are like way more visible and stuff like that. And what I wound up creating looked pretty much exactly what I've dreamed about before. And so, like, I finished it and like, it was the, like the moon in particular, like, it looked like it was glowing and so I'm like standing above this like shit you know and I like literally started to tear up over what I created because I never thought I'd be able to do something like that you know it was like such a, a special piece you know and um, I mean I posted people like flip the fuck out and I'm and I was like they should flip the fuck out. Yeah, you know what shit. I mean? Yeah. They they should. Yeah. And uh that's that's the only piece that I have felt so certain about. I'm like, I know this is good because I just blew myself away. You know, and it's 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 sold, you know, since and I'm like fucking sold. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but um yeah, that that's whenever I'm feeling some type of way and talking bad about myself, it's like should I should just give them my, my paintings away I posted that like five days ago <laughs> like for real just like get these get to these points where I'm just like shit and it just seems like a I don't know reflection of like well you can't sell this so you can't do anything and you're just like a bad person and just kind of like it just snowballs you know it's ridiculous but but no that that painting like I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to recreate it 
you know, that was, I was in like a really, I was definitely in the zone. Like, I don't even know what took me there. I remember creating the background and I remember kind of putting the finishing touches on it. The middle, I couldn't tell you how the fuck I did what I did, you know. But, but yeah, that, that painting, and I could, I could show it to you if you, you know, yeah, yeah, I I don't have a phone on me right now, but if you go, you know, on my page, it's, it's well, there. I, I will yeah. find it. <laughs> don't you worry. And when I do, I'm, uh, I'm going to send it to you. So, that's that's amazing, man. Um, I've, I've experienced something like that, not in the painting realm just yet, but um, podcasting. I got to perform an interview uh, with... To a lot of people, he may not be an important person, but DJ K-Rock, um, MC Lights DJ um, for forever. Um, he actually came to my home, sat in my living room, and did a one-on-one -on -one interview that was like, typically my interviews are like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, me and this guy talked for like three hours. And it was... It wasn't that I was proud that I, he was in my living room. It was I was proud that I contained myself and was able to, con to conduct and have a conducive uh, conversation where he just everything melted away. He he was like, "Yo, man, let's just talk about anything now." You know, um, he invited me to his home. <laughs> like it was it was so good. And um, one of my my cousins who is a really um, close associate of his. Uh, they talked afterwards and he was like, yeah, man, your, your, your cousin's a nerd, but I, I fuck with him. He, that's, that's a good dude right there. And uh, he gave me some tips and it was just the conversation is everything to me. I'm, I'm one of those people that I value conversation more than just about anything that occurs throughout the day. Because that's the one thing that I feel is going to link us is the ability to communicate and effectively understand each other. Right. So just being able to, like even now, being able to sit here, have something I've never had before, and being able to hear your story only the way that you can tell it gives me a certain warmth and confirmations on certain things that I feel or the way I think it, 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 it alleviates the anxiety of me feeling the like I'm the only one that goes through this. You know, like um, the uncertainty, the having a hard time accept, accepting compliments from my friends and, and, and the support system that we spoke about earlier. I, I don't feel like I'm on an island all the time because a lot of times with, with not interviewing, um, some people like myself, I'm an introvert. It's hard for me to start up a conversation. <laughs> so, so introvert to introvert, like these conversations are hard, but when we come with a purpose, like this being the medium, that's we're able to we're able to, you know, really peel shit back and really get to the the depths of shit. So I, I appreciate you for doing this like this one on one with me. Um I have another question. And this one's a little bit darker. I, I, I like to Yo, take can, a, a good question. Go and yeah. Let's do it then. So, at any point in time, did you feel that you weren't the, the artist that you felt you were? Like, what was the moment where you were like, you know what? This is not it. I'm not it. What was that moment like for you personally where you felt like this was the complete opposite of the present moment you mentioned where you created your, wow, your MO piece? What was that moment like for you? Um, I mean, I can think of several occasions where, you know, I, I went to a really, like, deep, dark place, mm -hmm. um, but I think, I, I, I think I have two. Can I do two? Yeah, because there were, there were, there were completely different reasons. Let's do it. Um, early in my creation life, you know, mm -hmm. it, it was probably just a few months after I started painting. I made the mistake of joining a global art group. Mm. So as oh a novice, uh, with no training, you know, no school, no degrees, you know, none, none of the fancy little degrees and certificates and, mm -hmm. you know. Pieces uh, of paper. I didn't have any of that, you know, I was just excited about um, 
experimenting and using different media and you know I, I wanted I don't know I, I, I wanted some like ad girls you know type of thing and I would post my stuff and I got eviscerated I mean it, it was just it was awful and I just kept coming back for more I don't know why you know I think it's a I guess people pleasing aspect and I would take their not constructive criticism just their their criticisms and just and try to make something that they would like and mm. um, I completely lost my personal style like it was just gone and I didn't create for quite some time and when I came back I wasn't the same artist as I was you know I, I lost just so much of that I couldn't let go. I was too like controlled, you know. Right. So when I started painting again, it just it, it it wasn't quite right. But then there was another point where um, things in my family, you know, or interpersonal relationships, it, it just all was like going shit. My health was awful physically and mentally. Um, so I love this fucking song, um, <laughs> but. Um, there didn't seem to be point, you know, in creating. I was just like, why did I even start this? You know what I mean? It, it just seemed like very pointless, you know, um, and it didn't even have anything to do with like money or notoriety or anything like that. I, I just, I, I'm like, why am I even trying to create anything? Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, I just need to fall in line. I need to do this or that. You know, like, what? It's like, why does anyone even like want to be around me? Like, it, it was just a really, really oh bad God. time mm -hmm. in general. And I didn't paint for like almost a year. It's probably a good eight months. You know, and the first painting back, I was like, fuck. You know, um, it was it was really a leap of faith. You know, because it was pretty much like, all right. Once the paint hits the canvas, you got to do something with it. But it was really, it was almost painful to start painting again out of that. Because everything seemed pointless. Like, in life, like, I'm completely honestly, in life just seemed pointless. I'm like, I don't even know why the fuck I'm here. Period. You know, so it's, yeah, painting is definitely, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's directly tied to the ups and downs of me, you know. Um, a lot of times if you look at my paintings and I'm like, all right, well, I was feeling this. You know, people are usually like, oh yeah, shit, okay. You know, I, I can see that. My brush strokes change, my, you know, color selection changes. Like, it's it's just, it's crazy. If, I, if you tell someone the backstory of what your emotions were, you know, the, the whole piece, it takes on a different meaning. You know, layers start to peel right, back, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like when, um, with poetry, with, with you being a poet, you can understand what I'm about to say. When you really explain those double entendres that people miss. The wordplay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When they, when they start to see the rhymes or the schemes or, um, something that I, I, I love and a lot of people may relate, maybe not battle rap. Um, the only reason I'm really in love with it is because it's just straight out poetry that's violent. So <laughs> whenever someone takes a scheme and you can pinpoint the words that correlate in, in the meters to that particular scheme, I just feel like I've caught a secret that nobody else has found yet. And so I can imagine that's what that's like. You get to, okay, you, you liked it here, but this is what it really right. is, you know. You get to share the truth of the piece with them. So that's, that's dope. That's dope. Um, I've been there with you. I've been there with you. Um, when you were explaining why, you know, that, that why feeling, I had an existential crisis. I too, podcasting is my baby. I took like a seven month hiatus because my co host and I fell out. Long time family friend um, who went to school with my older brother. Uh, my brother and I are 10 years apart. Uh, that person and I are 10 years apart. And um, literally known me all my life. No longer talks to me because of the way it happened. And, you know, 
I had to learn that just because someone disagrees with you doesn't mean that you're the villain. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Um, I thought I was a shitty person because I had to fire this person who I started this with. And I just couldn't create without him. I felt like I was betraying what a good person would do. So I had the, 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 the concept of why do this if you're not a good person. Right, right. You know, so I felt that when I came back, I, I got an ounce of fuck it in my system, uh, which also happened to be due to weed. But um, I got an ounce of fuck it in my system, and I was like, no, you don't get to take that from me. I, 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 I have to create. I, I can do this. And um, thankfully, I bounced back, and I'm glad to see that you did, too. Um, like I keep saying over and over again, I go through your work, and I always find something that I didn't catch before. You know, so um, outside of the interview, don't stop. Do not stop, man. Don't stop. This, this is your talent. This is your, your blade to sharpen, you know. Um, and I feel that you are at that point where fame and all that other shit doesn't matter. It's just what it brings out of you is what matters. It's the, the this makes me happy. Yeah. You know, this this is my outlet. So it adds, it adds something to my life that I didn't even know that I was missing. Right. You know. I feel that. And. Um, I think, like, you, you were describing how you and your girlfriend saw different things, mm-hmm. you know, in the paintings. Um, I think one of my favorite experiences was I had a friend who is legally blind, mm-hmm. and he liked my art, um, and he wound up purchasing some from me, but in order to select it obviously he couldn't like completely rely on his vision because he, he couldn't even with glasses it, it just it, it didn't bring him to where he not really needed to be I can't say that what I'm about to say um, he got really close to it and he felt it and um, I used to paint very very textured um, really like heavy you know piling everything on and like affixing like pieces of paper and other like different objects matches rubber bands you know all sorts of crazy shit that's stuff that I stopped doing because of other people saying shit about my work but anyway um it was one of the most beautiful experiences that I've ever witnessed was the way that he was interacting with my art because I've no one else I've seen no one else select it like that it's like well, he can't see it and it's like but you know what he doesn't need to right you know he still felt a connection you know to my pieces and i mean i i just literally i just stood back and i was just like you ever watch some stuff and you're like i don't even know if i should be seeing this yes you know yeah. because it, it's so yes. like, pure yeah it's pure and intimate it, to that it, person exactly mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. You know, but it's like, well, no, Jessica, this is, <laughs> you, you, you need to be watching this, you know, but it just still felt like, I don't know. You like, feel like you're intruding yeah. on their experience. I know exactly what the fuck yeah. you mean. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yo, and, and, and kudos for you. And, and, and I really hope that you don't let someone else curb your style because that's so awesome that when people Art, art in all forms. This is art. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. what you see is art. But when you're painting and then someone doesn't have the ability to see it, but they can go and feel it, the fact that you paint it on two different levels at the same time, yo, that's, that, uh, uh, yeah. like, yo, that's dope. That's fucking dope. That's, that's fucking dope. That's, you're not leaving anyone out. And that's, see, and that that's another thing that's, like, my objective. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that we as humanity, like, we become so disconnected. We think we're connected because of social media, but we're not. You know, and, like, 
like isolation is is the death of you. You can be alive, but if you don't have true human interaction, you're 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 nothing. You know, and, and that's how people, you know, get lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's like this is so important. You know, um, like, no one needs to feel alone. You know, so if, if I can, you know, my objective is to be as inclusive as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, I want as many people to be able to, even if, even if they don't understand my art, mm-hmm. You know, I want them to feel about my art. You know what I mean? Yeah, because there are some things that it's like you see and you take it in, but it's not doing anything. Yeah, I want it to do things to as many people as possible. You know, which sounds a little odd, but I mean, you know, it just kind of... It's it's 100%, like we said, like, everybody's experience is different. Just like I was thinking about the other day, you know, everybody's eyesight is different, right? And so colors is nothing but the color spectrum, the reflection, or the frequency of the light. So my version of red is not your version of red. Right. So essentially, everybody who sees your art sees your art differently. That's fucking crazy. That's the, that. And then you can take that and you can run with it. Everybody's taste buds is different. So no matter who comes across your art, they get their own special version of your art. You know, so there's different variations. There's so many... I'm nerding out right now, excuse me. But there's so many no, different no. versions. No, no, nerd. It's okay. You're, <laughs> okay. you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> but no, I, I just love, I just love that. I just, that, that makes me happy. That makes me happy that so many people can come away and take away different things and different frequencies and different styles. And it's like, everybody's mental taste bud is different. And they, they get something exactly. different. Exactly. It's fucking nice. Okay, All right. My next question is uh, the next to the last question, actually. This this has flown by. It really has. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking outside, like the, the <laughs> like the nighttime's gonna tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to check back in with my uh, people I've interviewed in a year. So I call this the long-term question. Okay. Where would you like to see yourself as a parent? as an artist, as a person, in the next one year, in the next three years, and the next 10 years. Oh shit. Right. <laughs> right. Man, you see, you've got me thinking about stuff that I don't even want to think about. <laughs> ah, good and bad, but good. I'm glad um, I'm stoking fires here. Like, oh shit, man, because we are kind of the beginning of this year, so I mean, you know, it's Mm-hmm. It's like just after the year, people are still mm-hmm. sort of kind of thinking about New Year's resolutions and like, oh, well, this year is going to be the year of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I guess like one of one of my objectives um, is to transition from, you know, the, the not payout, but I, I guess for the, the income from the payout my paintings to be primary income mm, instead okay. of supplemental so trying to find some way to make it more consistent it doesn't have to be a lot i live a very humble lifestyle you know what mm. i mean um but like i've been working for my stepdad for like years cleaning his house i'm fucking tired of doing it you know what I mean? Because it connects me to who I was. This is literally the last thing that I was doing when I was fucking up. So it's like this one thread that if I connect this thread, I am literally no longer the person that I was. So it's like this really huge thing, you know, for me to do. Because it's, it's not just a... Oh, well, I, I want to make money selling, selling pay. I mean, yes, I, I, I want that, but I want to not have to depend on that. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to, because I'm, I'm not that 20-something-year-old anymore, you know, who's, like, on probation and can't get another job and doesn't have a driver's license and, you know, just all these things that it's just, like, I'll go into his house and just, like, 
the smell of the clean products brings me right back to where I was and who I was and I'm like man and I, I just it's gotten to a point where I'm like I fucking can't you know I'll, I'll get my oldest I'm like can you, can you do this you can keep the money I, I can't like mentally I've just I'm checking out you know what I mean so having my art be my sole income and actually do what it needs to do for my household um, if I can do that in a year I'll be good and I, I feel like that that is a, a feasible goal I feel like that's something that I can do I just have to get my name out more you know so that's that kind of ties it to you know getting my name up more like try to you know get some sort of like other galleries going or you know become vendors at different events you know because like if no one knows you no one's gonna buy your shit right. you know what I mean so that yeah one year that uh, personal level uh, I'm a big mental health advocate and um, there are people that I'm talking to that are more capable of making a change you know what I mean um, they're in like higher paying positions politician you know like heads of like NPOs and stuff like that but they don't have like the experience the personal experience of what it's really like to um, be at the mercy of the mental health system that we currently have in Mobile mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of like man on the street you know it's like well this is how it actually is it's like I know what you think it's about but this is how it, it actually is and this is what we actually need instead of like what y'all think that we mm -hmm. need you know what I mean yeah. so street level being right. able to yeah. being able to like I just want to make things better in Mobile you know what I mean like I, I want things to change and Mobile doesn't like that shit Nah. at all you know we can pull off like one good event everybody gets amped up and then the infighting starts and it's like man y'all like i'm ready y'all aren't ready y'all are acting ready you know a couple weeks ago or a couple meetings ago and by the time you get to the fifth meeting there's like a couple of y'all get left and that's it it's like well shit this is it's dead you know but um so there's that parenting wise i It, that that one, it, it's so marriage man it's like it's so hard like and uh, I wasn't good at it for a long time it, it, it doesn't like there's some people that parenting comes very easily to or it seems to like it's not it, you know parenting isn't easy it, it, it's it takes a lot of um, dedication energy and you, you really have to like sacrifice part of yourself you know what I mean because your identity you know you, you go from being like okay well I'm just but I'm also you know parent and daughter and you, you know you have all these different you know what I mean um, but I really like struggled and my mom like pretty much raised my oldest until she was about like five you know so it, it was really like hard for me and uh it's still like a daily struggle you know type of thing so just i guess being more comfortable um i don't know with what this is kind of a touchy subject i guess you know uh for me because it, it's just it's so hard you know and like most people having a kid you know you go into it with somebody yeah you know what I mean and you're like well they're going to help me you know and I had that I was like oh well I'm creating this kid with somebody I'm gonna have help you know <laughs> with with neither kid you know did I have help um, you know with my oldest like her father is 10 years older than 
time, and I, I was 19 when I had her, so that was a very large discrepancy. So there were things that I assumed about him being older, but very quickly I realized, oh shit, I have to like take control of this entire situation. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I was a kid, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, with my youngest, like, I thought I was doing the right thing. I'd waited 10 years, I'm like, okay, he's in the military, better situation, you know, he, he seems excited about, like, him taking on kids and his, you know what I mean, because that's, that's a big thing, it's like a huge thing, um, and you can't, like, force someone to do that, you know what I mean, um, but he wants to be worse first, you know what I mean, like, just, just intense abuse, like, I went through, like, three years of, like, death threats and stuff like that, um, so, like, because, like, with both of my kids, like, their fathers, it was so, such a traumatic experience, um, bonding was difficult, you know, um, with them. Uh, so that's still like a struggle and that's something we go to therapy for and we're just kind of working out like different living situations, you know, with the 18 year old because it's just like, okay, I got a, I, I got this eight year old that I need to concentrate on, you know, but this 18 year old needs to be kind of ushered into adulthood, but they're like at each other, you know what I mean, man? And um, so having the home situation be more stable. You know what I mean? And making sure they're individually getting what they need, even if that means they're not in the same home anymore. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like what we're facing right now, like current, like now, now, like, you know. <laughs> um, so having that be more under control, you know, it's like constantly evolving process you know what I mean it's just like I can't go back and change what has happened I can just like try to work with what I've got right now kind of a shitty hand I don't have a lot of good cards but I'm trying to make the most of it you know what I mean so that's the year didn't mean to go into all that don't know where it came from but it came you know um, three years I don't know that might be a, a harder because it, it, it's like that medium term you know goal type of deal um, hopefully have my name out well enough to where I've been able to upgrade my living situation you know um, it's currently in this little a 2-2 with a bonus room and I've made my bedroom the mo bonus room so it's interesting because you got like the living room you've got my bedroom then you got the rest of the house so there's constant <laughs> going through the bedroom and it's just and then I've, I've got a 60 pound pit and <laughs> you know what I mean and then like got my partner trying to sleep until like 11 because he works like at nights and stuff like that not you know the kids and I are up at like six o'clock in the morning so just having a better like living situation you know um, so there's that and then like obviously that would like involve my art and everything um, really three years I'd really like to have a collection of poems published oh shit okay um I had a deal back in 2020 and it fell through but I had I caught one right on the heels of that and I was like all right cool and that one fell through <laughs> and I didn't write write for like eight months you know and I picked it back up but that that's something that I'd also like to do is to push to the back burner but not like for a bad reason it's just the art popped up so quickly and I'm like okay well this is working so I've got to tend to this right. you know what I mean right. um so that and then um I'd also like to be able to I really want to be a speaker you know okay. um that's something that I didn't give a speech until I was like 30 and I gave my first speech at a Christian Women's Job Corps graduation. It was this little eight-week course, 
and um, like I'm not I'm not religious like at all. I I, I was raised Lutheran, um, and I've been to like I don't know probably every fucking denomination that there is. Right. <laughs> I don't know everything. Catholic, Baptist, like Church of Christ, like I, everything. You know what I mean? Um, but there was this course offered and it just like opened up it's like hey would you like to take advantage of this i was pregnant at the time you know couldn't get a job because i was pregnant didn't really have a lot of skills you know um, i caught a felony in 2009 and didn't really understand how much it was going to impact my life i was basically just like oh well i'm not going to prison you know what I mean? And I was just, like, grateful for that. Um, so I had a lot of obstacles, and I hadn't worked in, like, 10 years, and, you know, I, I couldn't type, and I, I'd never written a resume, and it, it taught me how to do all of those things. You know what I mean? And for graduation, we all had to give speeches, and... Mm. The other women, they didn't want, they're like, well, Jess, just do one on behalf of the entire class. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, you know, so I'd like wrote down like little notes and stuff like that. And, you know, I had it on a piece of paper. I don't think I had note cards. I'm not really a note card person. I always wind up losing them. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's do flashcards. I'm like, I, I, no, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> But I got up there and I looked at the notes and I looked out at the, the crowd and I looked at my notes again and I just pushed my notes away and I just spoke. Mm. And I remember the beginning, I remember the end, I don't remember the middle, but what I do remember is that I looked up at the crowd and everybody was paying attention to me. Mm. And that was like, I hadn't been paid attention to like that, like, since I was probably a kid, like elementary school level, you know what I mean? Um, like, you could have heard a pin drop, and then when I finished, you know, people, like, applauded, and some people stood up, and, like, I, I was, that was it. I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life, you know what I mean? Hey, this is Mystique. This is Mr. Everlasting. And this is the safe word. Safe word. Y'all make sure y'all join us every first and third Friday of the month. Every month. We are in season three. Season three. Y'all already know what it is, man. Tap in.